0: to see is thousands of rural leaders picking up the charge and making it happen for their hometown.
1: So I was driving across western Minnesota on Highway 212 towards a state park in western Minnesota and I see these giant wind turbines swirling in the sky. I stopped in the town of Montevideo and I saw these huge new shiny composite wind turbine blades stacked on trucks near a rail depot and people in the town were working to move the blades and assemble the wind towers, probably for some nearby farmer that is getting paid to host the turbines on his farmland. This new rural economy is the subject of a new book by L. Michelle Moore. It's called Rural Renaissance, Revitalizing America's Hometowns Through Clean Power. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to ClimateCast.
0: It's a blessing to be here with you today. Thank you so much.
1: So what are some of the specific benefits that you're seeing that are emerging from clean power projects in rural America?
0: When we look at energy burdens, which is the percentage of total household income that people pay for their electricity, rural communities around the country consistently have the highest energy burdens. So clean energy, energy efficiency, energy storage, EVs, all of these great new technologies can bring down costs for individual families. It's really a kitchen table issue. You know, there are also jobs and you know opportunities. You know, to really profit um, from what so many rural communities have in abundance, and that's land that they can share uh, to be able to produce renewable power.
1: In the book, you talk about five pathways to clean power in rural America and strategies for achieving that. What are the most important?
0: Some that I think are particularly important and great places to start would be energy efficiency and really thinking about energy efficiency as a reparative investment in rural housing equity. Another priority I would highlight would be energy resilience. And energy resilience comes from combining solar, for example, and energy storage. Surprisingly, America has the highest rate of power outages of any developed nation in the world, and they impact rural communities the worst because the power outages tend to last longer. And not only does that solar and energy storage help support local self-reliance, It means that the extreme weather that so many of our communities are facing can have a lesser impact in terms of the lights staying on. And um, it'll also help communities recover faster from the storms.
1: We've had recently the infrastructure bill and the Inflation Reduction Act uh, enacted. What does that mean for these pathways going forward?
0: The infrastructure bill and the Inflation Reduction Act are the single largest investment in rural power in 100 years. And there are a myriad of programs and opportunities that local communities can take advantage of to really build local clean energy futures and helping local economies to thrive, too.
1: So, Michelle, when I work in this space and look at this uh, advances of technology for renewable power, it's kind of a mosaic of how we fit together. How do you see that and what will you be watching for uh, technologically and politically in the next decade?
0: So what I'm going to be looking out for and what I'm really excited about is the expansive sources of funding and resources that we now have to fuel local leadership. The federal government has done a lot now. And what I want to see is dozens and hundreds and thousands of rural leaders picking up the charge and making it happen for their hometown, whether that's a new energy efficiency program where it's a community solar farm, agrivoltaics, or it's new businesses, new technologies that are being discovered and pioneered and
1: manufactured in rural communities. That's what I want to see. The book is Rural Renaissance: Revitalizing America's Hometowns Through Clean Power. The author, El Michelle Moore, thanks so much for sharing your perspective on Climate Cast today.
0: Thank you so much for being here.
1: That's Climate Cast. I'm NPR Chief Meteorologist Paul Hunter.